It's like playing Madden, like, but in Madden. Wingstop, 20-piece. See, he drums only. This team on flats. Stafford's been the best quarterback I've played with. Um, the guy can flat out play. I can always do work, bro. I can always do work. Y'all know what I am. Round six, pick 200. I can always get work. We're going to get things started here. It is NFL Week 16. And we're going to do our... Yeah, I know. We're, we're approaching the end of the regular season. Uh, we're going to do our best not to create a uh, Joe Rogan type experience with <laughs> with the four of us in here, all trying to fit our takes in. But I guess we'll start it off with Texans and Bucks. And the Texans, once again, for me, are the one team in the NFL that I cannot quite figure out. I mean, they blow games to teams like the Broncos at home, but then they go on the road to beat a red hot Titans team pretty, you know, pretty securely. And I think I'll, I'll pick them to you know, beat the Buccaneers just because I, I think the Bucs are a little bit lower tier of a team than, than the Houston Texans are. And, and, you know, maybe they have a little momentum coming off of last week. I believe they win this week, uh, clinches the AFC South for the Texans. So for the right reasons, I'll take them. But, Lee, Lee are you taking your, uh, your Buck boys? Oh, man. I mean, this is one that I've kind of flip-flopped on as the week's gone on. Um... We don't. I last week I was all over the Titans until game day, and then once Sunday came around, I really just felt like the Texans were going to uh, hunker down and, and get that W, which they did. And I think that the Texans are understanding that now is the time in the season where they have to rise to the occasion. We saw their defense step up last week, so for that reason, I'm going to, for the first time in a while, fade my Buccaneers. They've been on wow. a tear recently, but they are a team that. Does even though they have a lead, they let teams back into games. Um, but when they are down, they, they don't have trouble getting back into games. So I think this one should be a good old-fashioned Saturday 1 o'clock shootout. Um, but I expect the Titans to, to come home with this one just because they're playing for a little bit more than the Buccaneers are at this point in the season. Yeah, I'm going to agree with both you guys and I think take the Texans here. And um, a lot of it kind of has to do with Evans and Godwin being out. I think if both of them were playing, this would have been, you know, one of the games of the year, man. Like over 51 would have been cash, and they would have just been slinging it all over the field. It's It's been all, all I got to say about Jameis is I really hope he's earned at least one more year in Tampa Bay. Uh, he really likes it there. It seems like Arians has been good for him, minus the turnovers. Like he obviously has 24 picks. But he's still getting 330 pass yards per game. It's been crazy. The Buccaneers' defense isn't great, but it's been hilarious how they've played better after cutting Vernon Hargraves. That guy was absolutely terrible. Um, and on the Texan side, I kind of agree with Clep and how it's hard to figure them out. I think we're kind of getting to that point of the season where we figure out, like, oh, this is the same old fraud Texans team that sort of like loses in the first round every year. And I know it's a little bit different with Deshaun Watson. I love Deshaun Watson, and I've said many times I believe he's going to be an MVP. But I, I, while I take the Texans to win this game, um, I still think they're a few pieces away from being a real contender. I don't think the defense is good enough without J.J. Watt, um, and the secondary is kind of old. So them as a playoff contender still a little far away, but I'm going to take them to win. Yeah, I think we're all going to be on the Texans' island. Um, but, I mean, I think we all kind of are a little bit skittish because of what – this Tampa Bay offense can do. You mentioned it, Dolan, with Winston. He's going to turn the ball over, but he also is going to throw probably for at least 300 yards. Um, and, and despite Evans and Godwin being out, I think you know it is it is a big loss. But guys like Brashad Perriman and Scotty Miller and hopefully OJ Howard, who's had 
Oh, he is? Mm-hmm. God, OJ can't catch a break, man. He can't. He can't. But this would be a really opportune time for him to, you know, I mean, uh, the Houston secondary, I think, is incredibly beatable. And they have Vernon Hargraves now, I'm pretty sure, right? So, uh, <laughs> wow. So Jameis is going to be picking on him all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, not much more to add. I, I really think this is going to be an offensive shootout. And these are the games that uh, Houston's going to have to win. Even if Tampa's up kind of like they were against the Lions. We saw the Lions come back against Tampa uh, with a, a furious second half. I think Houston 100% has the ability to do that. So this is, I, I wouldn't count Houston out at any point in this game just because of what they can do offensively. And I ultimately have to go with them. I did just think of one thing maybe that is in favor of the Buccaneers here. And that's because I had a deep prophecy this summer that Byron Leftwich would be the head coach of the Houston Texans in, in 2020. Oh, and maybe wow. this game is, is the catalyst for, wow. for Bill O'Brien losing his last two Byron Leftwich making something without uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, and finding his way to Houston in the offseason next year. Uh, Clef, you've had this week 16 game just circled all season. The prophecy is coming true. <laughs> um, let's go to New England where the Buffalo Bills are traveling uh, to play the Patriots. And this is one of the bigger games of the week. Uh, you got uh, two, two teams that are both now locked into the playoffs, but also divisional rivals. Bills still have an outside shot at securing uh, a first-round bye, potentially, if, if things go their way. But this would involve them winning this week and the Patriots losing next week while they win next week. And I find that unlikely. However, this is a good litmus test, I guess, for the Bills to see, you know, are they – I think they're not getting a ton of respect uh, from people in terms of what they could potentially do in the playoffs. And if they go and win in New England, I think you definitely have to consider them – a contender in the AFC playoffs, but ultimately with this game being in Gillette, I just, I can't quite pick the bills here, but uh, the Patriots have looked a little more vulnerable than they have in years past this late in the year. Uh, Tom Brady is not a pro bowl quarterback for the first time since like 2007 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, not that the pro bowl means a ton, but things are a little bit different in New England this year than they haven't been in years past. Not that they probably still won't make it to the Super Bowl or anything, but there are noticeable differences in terms of this offense. But I'm picking the Bills. I'm not sure if there will be any of us that – I'm sorry, I'm I'm picking the Patriots. I'm not sure if anyone on this podcast will be going against that. Yeah, I don't – Oh, I'll let you go, Lima. Oh, yeah, I'll make it short and sweet here just because I've been kind of fading the Bills all year, and I do have to give – credit where it's due. Um, although the result wasn't how I wanted it to be, I was thoroughly entertained. Uh, unlike a lot of people, I was thoroughly entertained by that Sunday night game last week. It kind of reminded me of like a wild card playoff game of two teams that are they're good, but they're just not quite at that level where they're contending for a Super Bowl. Um, I think the Bills will play hard and, and, and uh, stay in this game for the first half, but I don't really see them putting too much or scaring New England too much in, in, in Gillette, like you said, Clap. I, I think the Patriots are uh, – I, I wouldn't think twice about it. I, I'm picking the Patriots at home in this one. Handle the game from first quarter to fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I kind of just got ahead of myself there for a second because Clef was said he assumed no one on this podcast is going to take the Bills, and I'm going to do something stupid. And I'm going to take Bills plus six and maybe Bills money line. And I don't know why I always do it. I always go against the Patriots. I'm always like, you know what? Tom Brady's washed. This is the day the regime ends. And it, it normally comes back to bite me. So if you're listening to this, you should probably lock in the Pats. But 
I'm just going to go with the Bills. Tom Brady's so old and boring to watch, man. Like, that downfield passing attack is just pathetic. I can't say enough uh, bad things about Mohamed Sanu right now. Like, I, I, he can barely catch the ball. Like, he had a lot of crucial drops in that. I know the, I know the bang, like they're going to easily beat the Bengals, but he dropped the ball a lot. Don't know why they gave up a second-round pick for him. Um, and just have to give a congratulations to the second-best quarterback in the 2018 draft class on doing something that Baker couldn't, doing something that Darnold couldn't, and doing something that Josh Rosen definitely can. He's out in Palo Alto right now sipping some rosé wine. Josh Allen made the playoffs, baby, and I'm excited to see him in there. In all seriousness, he's not the reason why they made it. They have an elite defense. He's got a long way to go, especially in terms of accuracy. He's got a low completion percentage. But I think that this Bills team kind of gives me some – Bears 2018 vibes sort of with this elite defense and not to compare Josh Allen to he who should not be named, but um, they kind of have that sort of young, inaccurate quarterback who runs around a lot. So a lot of similarities between these two teams, and I'm just going to ride the Bills, baby. 6'5", Trubisky with a nutsack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's not a bad thing. I that's, a quote, that's a quote from the beginning of the, the preseason. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing. I'll take it's that. It's not. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's definitely – this is an interesting game. Uh, I mean, I think we all have the – except for Dolan, I guess, we all have – or we all have – I mean, Dolan included, we all have the same apprehensions with New England from what we've seen and not really knowing. I think the the writing has been on the wall with this offense, how, you know, not having Gronk and when they lost A.B., they didn't really have a dynamic – uh, receiving threat. Edelman does a lot of the dirty work and is kind of Brady's go-to guy, but isn't a guy that if, if he gets double teamed, who's going to, who's going to be the difference maker in this offense. Um, so, I, I mean, I got to go with the Patriots just because they've had the bills number for the past 10 years. And uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go against it now. I mean, we saw this Patriots team beat the bills in week two or three or whatever in Buffalo uh, with relative ease, not saying that the bills, you know, have been, very impressive since then, and I, I that Steelers game that Lee mentioned earlier, I thought was, I, I liked it a lot too. It was awesome. I think those teams are pretty similar, but Josh Allen is is a bit of an X factor, and the same, uh, not even to compare him to Lamar Jackson, but what he's able to do in establishing the run first, and what they're able to do with Singletary and Gore and, and Josh Allen's legs, uh, you know, he just he really struggles to. Uh, with his accuracy, obviously, but guys like John Brown and Cole Beasley have, have proven to be some playmakers. Clep's boy, Dawson Knox. I mean, this Bills team has some nice pieces, uh, but I just got to go with the Patriots because this is just a bigger spot for them to kind of get back on, get back on the schneid. I think they, the game against Kansas City, I thought they played well. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the penalties were, were pretty controversial, but this is a Patriots team that still, despite the fact that Brady, you know, isn't playing at the pro ball level, quote unquote, that he has been in years past. I still think this team has, you know, still has a great defense and has, you know, a relative floor offensively. But Buffalo just ultimately can't uh, score enough to keep up with them, I think. The Rams are traveling to the 49ers. And I, I, this is a, this is a Saturday. Night. These are all Saturday games, by the way. I forgot to forgot to mention these these three games are happening on Saturdays. So this is Saturday night. And the Rams playoffs hopes were pretty much nailed, nailed uh, into the coffin, I guess, when they lost to the Cowboys and then the, for, the Vikings and the Seahawks both won last week. I don't know if they're still considered in the hunt or not. Um, but, no, I think they're out. Yeah, uh-huh. so uh, look, at, look at Lee cashing in a, uh, play, a prophecy uh, here, here in week 16 that the, the Rams would not have double-digit wins or make the playoffs. Um, I got yeah, but one they're of traveling. Them right. 
Yeah, did he have that last year too? No. Didn't someone no. have a Rams prophecy last year? I did. Eight and eight. Yeah, 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 there we go. Yeah. Well, you might get eight and eight this year. Yeah. Uh, but the 49ers, too, last week uh, fall into the Falcons at home. I think probably like a little bit of a letdown week with the with this that team coming in and, and coming off that huge win in New Orleans. So I, I'm still going to go with the 49ers here. I just think the Rams are having a difficult year. And I don't know if it's a Super Bowl hangover or – if Gurley not being, you know, the level of, of running back he was last year is affecting the offense and, and golf is being a little bit worse than he was uh, last year as well. So they, they have an interesting, uh, not a conundrum, I guess, because I think you know that Sean McVay, you want him to be your coach for the foreseeable future, but they've invested, we've talked about it a million times on this podcast, invested a lot of resources into players who, while they're good, um, they're, they're, the Rams still have a lot of holes in very important positions, such as the offensive line and, and even defensive line. So uh, we'll see what happens with them going into the offseason. But I, I like the Niners at home again. Um, I'm on the Rams, man. This is my risky survivor. I'm, uh, uh, I, I think that uh, the Rams have been playing really good football up to the Cowboys game, and they were kind of due for a letdown. They've been playing above the, the bar that they set all year. Um, and the Cowboys smoked them. And I think this is a Rams team that still has compete in them, still has fight in them. And we kind of saw the 49ers plateau a little bit last week. I mean, I know the Falcons have been playing pretty good football, but at home, um, not really being able to generate points. We saw their defense struggle with Richard Sherman being injured. I think that Richard Sherman is a huge piece of this team, and if they don't have him, then uh, their defense doesn't necessarily fall apart. But I just don't think that – their secondary is nearly as in tune as they are with him on the field. And I think this game comes down to McVay and Shanahan, man. We saw uh, Kyle Shanahan beat McVay um, in L.A. in the first matchup, and the Rams really kind of with a lifeless performance in that one. I think McVay is going to want to get his guys ready for this one. Him and Shanahan are buddies, I think. I, and I think that they're, they're both competitors, and this is a guy who's not going to want to lose twice to Shanahan in, in his uh, – his first year with a really competitive 49ers team. So I'm going to take McVay and the Rams in a close one uh, on a Saturday night uh, divisional clash here. Um, and I like, I think the 49ers, man, they're, they're letting this, this home field advantage kind of slip through their fingertips, um, which I think could end up biting them. So this game definitely means a lot to them, but I think the Rams are going to fight just as hard as the Niners in this one. And, uh, and their, their talent will prevail. You know, I'm, I'm surprised to see you take the Rams, Lee. That kind of makes me sort of reconsider my pick because I'm on the Niners to win and honestly probably cover. I thought the loss last week was weak, but um, Kyle Shanahan let his daddy, Dan Quinn, get a win over him so he could keep his job. Nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just crazy living in a world where the Rams aren't going to make the playoffs, man, especially if you were to tell me this, you know, 12 months ago. I haven't been on the Rams a lot this year, but they were one of my favorite teams last year. Kind of this year, it sort of just comes down to, well, Clep, you mentioned they do have some holes at important positions, especially the O-line's pretty weak. It's just like Andrew Whitworth and a bunch of, you know, rookies. But um, Todd Gurley kind of has the knees of, like, like Robert Griffin III or Derrick Rose or something. I don't know what's going on with him. He's got that 27-year-old arthritis. It's kind of tough to see. Um and Jared Goff is just, he is the boy king. That was my guy last year. I love anyone who went to the University of California, um, but he's been, you know, one of the most inefficient QBs in the league this year. He's throwing uh, one touchdown every 32 attempts, which I thought was just pathetic. Um, and I think 
I'm going to still take the Niners, and I, I know they really let us down last week, but I think they need to bounce back and, you know, a little divisional rivalry game. And I think McVay is kind of like McVay last year was the young mogul, and I think there's just a new young mogul in Kyle Shanahan. So better luck next year, McVay. Yeah, I got to go with the 49ers as well. Um, I picked the Rams in the first matchup, and I you know, was slapped in the face with, with reality. Um, you know, it's just hard for me to see. The, the 49ers defense, I think, just matches up so well with what the Rams' weaknesses are. We, we mentioned the offensive line. I think this 49ers pass rush can really just get after it. And it's hard for me to not see, you know, I'm not saying the 49ers are going to blow out the Rams, but just what they what worked for them on defense in the first matchup, you know, not working again in this matchup. And obviously, you know, the 49ers had a bit of a letdown last week, but the Falcons have a, a live offense. Their defense has been consistently improving. And the thing with the 49ers is that it continues to come down to Jimmy G and, and how far is he going to take this team? Uh, I thought he's played a lot better in the second half of the year. Um, but this should be a nice test for them going up against a Rams defense that's improved in their own ways as well since, you know, acquiring Jalen Ramsey. I'm not saying that they, he's the reason their defense has improved, but it's just kind of they've been a little bit more competitive since he's he's coming to the lineup. Uh, so, yeah, not a lot not a lot to say. And the 49ers still are fighting for, for that one seed. I mean, the, the NFC playoff picture, we kind of know it's going to be an NFC East team. And then, you know, we have the collection of team, the two teams from the north, the two teams from the west, um, and then the, uh, you know, the Saints. And we don't really know how that's going to be seeding. So all these teams are alive, and all these teams need, need wins. So I, I'm going to roll with the 49ers. The next game here is the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to the New York Jets. And this is a huge game for our Z Steelers, Lee, because next week they have to travel to Baltimore. And the chances of them winning that game, I don't know what the situation might be with maybe Lamar sits out, and, and that could benefit them. But, um, the, you know, the – Jets are somewhat frisky, but also a very beatable opponent for, for Pittsburgh. And they're, they're still locked into that sixth seed, but uh, they got Tennessee sitting at eight and six right behind them. And, and, and the Titans are definitely a team that can win a few games uh, through these last two weeks. So, uh, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm going to roll with the Steelers, but this is an absolute must win game for them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I mean, it was frustrating watching the Steelers uh, in primetime last week. Just a pretty dismal display of quarterbacking by um, by Duck Hodges. But, you know, I mean, it's not super surprising. And I think this is a team that understands their identity. And they're going into this week understanding the magnitude of the game. They're one of the best coach teams in the league. And, yeah, the, you're right. The Jets absolutely can be frisky. We saw them play extremely well against the Raiders, against the Cowboys. I'm a, I'm a Darnold believer still. But ultimately, the Steelers are a better football team than the Jets. Their defense should be able to absolutely handle the line of scrimmage, and they should be able to leave New York with, with a win and uh, securing at least nine wins this year and kind of controlling their own destiny, continuing to control their own destiny like they have been for the past few weeks. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely rolling with the Steelers. I think this one might be an ugly one like all the other ones, but if the Steelers can do what they've been doing, for the better half of the season and make the Jets play their game and beat the Jets 24 to 13. Um, I, I will have no issue with that. And I see that as the closest thing to reality right now. Yeah. I, I don't know if uh, it was as much like this for you guys, but for me, it was kind of really hard to get a read on this game. And uh, sort of like what you guys were saying about the Jets being frisky. They, they're still sitting at five and nine. They started off terribly, but they do tend to play well occasionally. And, um, 
Lee, you said you're a Darnold believer. I still am, too. I had that dumb thing I said, like, after that Monday night game against New England where I thought, like, his career was going to be ruined. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's looked good since then. He's still only 22. Get him a number one receiver and a better offensive line. Um, I'm still going to – I ended up taking the Steelers to win this. I just think, you know, they need the win more, basically, when it comes down to this. But uh, I like I obviously need it more than the Jets. But I do still think the Titans are going to be the sixth seed, so I don't know how I have the Steelers winning here. But um, all I really got to say about the Steelers is, you know, Duck was an awesome story, undrafted rookie doing all that stuff. But it's kind of like the wheels fell off this past week. As a player, he sort of reminds me of either like a like a fat, wholesome Baker Mayfield or like a hick Trent Dilfer. Those were kind of like the comps I came up for him. I kind of like the Trent Dilfer one. He sort of reminds me of him for some reason. But um, that being said, you know, he's nothing special. He's not going to be the answer in the future. And I don't think they think he's going to be the answer in the future. Big Ben was looking pretty thick on the sideline, but hopefully he'll be back next year. But other than that, I'm just going to go with the Steelers. They never should have traded my boy Dobbs, man. I was a big Josh they shouldn't Dobbs have. guy. Wow. I was a really big Josh Dobbs guy. That would have saved a lot of Mason Rudolph primetime games, so I agree. Yeah, um, you know, I think I've got to go with the Steelers from the outset, and for for a lot of the same reasons that you guys said, uh, they need this game more, their defense is elite, but that being said, uh, any team with a somewhat live offense is going to be alive against the Steelers team, you know, know, depending on if Darnold doesn't make any bonehead – turnovers which you know isn't necessarily a, a guarantee especially when he's playing a defense that is as good as this defense um and we got the Le'Veon Bell revenge game another another thread that uh you know has yet to be mentioned with with Le'Veon having a pretty subpar season it would be nice to see him trying to try to get back on track against against his former team um I mean yeah I I, I gotta go with the Steelers for the same reasons that you guys are but how they're gonna score 24 points or or over you know 14 points without a defensive touchdown I think is gonna be tough uh, this New York Jets team is really good against the run. Uh, their secondary is beatable, but Hodges kind of, he, he's good underneath. And then if he doesn't get one of these miraculous, just go up to James Washington or, uh, you know, these throws that, that these big plays that they've been able to muster with him. Um, it's hard to see this, this Pittsburgh team putting up points. And then it just comes down to Donald and that Jets offense. You know, are they going to be able to outscore the, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers in that defense, which is going to be, you know, and Lee said it, I completely agree. They are going to own that line of scrimmage. T.J. Watt's going to get two sacks. Um, you know, this this team is just really good on defense. Uh, they're just in, they're just so bad on offense, and they're so limited on offense, and you can shut them down, I think, with relative ease um, on offense that the Jets are always going to be live. But Steelers need the game more. Their, their playoff hopes are still alive, and uh, I think their defense gets them to an ugly win. Shout out, Devin Bush. <laughs> The speaking of, you know, AFC now wild card positions being up for grabs, the Saints are traveling to Nashville to play the Titans. And uh, if the Titans lose this one, they're they're probably on the outside looking in and, and needing some help to get into the playoffs. I mean, they can't afford to drop this one, especially with uh, the, the Texans having, uh, you know, having this game against the Bucks that could potentially lock up the division already. I'm going to go with the Saints, though. So, I, I don't know. The, the Titans disappointed me last week. I really thought that they would beat the, the, the Texans, and they didn't even really uh, have, have much of a shot. Even in the fourth quarter, the score was a lot closer than, than the game was. So, give, give me the Titans. This is the toughest game of the week to pick for me. 
Um, I'm sorry. Give me the Saints. I don't know why I keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's so hard to pick against the Saints at this point of the season. They they look arguably outside of the Ravens, obviously like the best team in the NFL right now. Um, especially you know these primetime games. Like I'm re- I'm remembering Washington when Breeze broke the passing record, and then you know Indianapolis when Breeze mm-hmm. broke the touchdown record. It's like this watching those games just looking at the Saints and being like, wow, these guys look unbeatable right now. They're, like, everything's working for them. It's almost like it was all scripted for Drew Brees. Uh, and, and it's just really hard to uh, to do that in the NFL. And it's just, you know, a testament to how well coached they are and how much talent they have on their roster. But, man, this Tennessee team, they're the type of team that wins the games that you're, they're not supposed to win and loses the games that they're supposed to win sometimes. And I think Tannehill is kind of – close the gap of, of, of them losing too many games that they're supposed to win. Um, obviously, losing at home to the Texans last, last week was really disappointing, but they're going to be able to run it back in Houston next week. This game is huge for their year, and you know what? I'm going with the heart pick, and I'm going to take the Titans in this game. Um, I, I know the Saints are on a roll right now. If it was in New Orleans, I probably wouldn't think twice about it, but I think the Titans, I think Vrabel rallies the guys. That defense comes out like some hungry dogs. And uh, they continue to put some pressure on the Steelers for that for that last wild card spot um, in the AFC. As much as I hate to say it, there's in my nightmares I see the Titans in the playoffs, and my nightmares are right sometimes. So I'm uh, I'm going to go with the Titans in this one. And you know another, I, I I expect Tannehill to come out slinging, man, like he has almost every week. So I think it's going to be a close game, an entertaining game. But I think the Titans defense ends up winning this one for him. I absolutely love it, and I gotta, I'm gotta. i always the first to admit when I have a bad take, so I'll quickly do it then. I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, Teddy B should not be starting over Breeze. It was very stupid of me to say that. There we go. Um, and I don't know. I'm just a huge Saints hater, man. I've never understood it. I think ever since Greg Williams put that bounty on 42-year-old Brett Favre's head, I've kind of just had a vendetta against this team, um, and it still sticks to this day. I'm going to take the Titans for whatever reason. Um, I Like Lee said, Tannehill has just been airing the ball out. I did not know this man had it in him. Who would have thought that Tannehill – would be the uh, best quarterback in the first round of that 2012 class. Shout out to Andrew Luck for retiring. Um, he's just thrown, you know, unreal deep balls. He's completely opened up the Titans, like, normally limited offense that they had with Mariota. And if you look at Derrick Henry's rushing yards, I mean, he's always been a hoss. Um, but he's ramped it up a lot more since Tannehill started playing. And I think you can kind of factor that to people not crowding the box for, like, a five-yard Mariota scramble every play. Um, and I really think Derrick Henry's kind of, you know, just one of the most physically imposing players we've seen in so long. I mean, 6'3", 250 pounds. Like, I was a little skeptical on him to start his career because he didn't look like that fast. But he kind of takes those big, long Cam Newton strides. And uh, he's really looking like the Heisman winner he was. So I've loved watching him play this year. And I'm going to take the Titans to cover that plus three for sure. It's going to be a great game, I think. And I'll take them to win, too. Yeah, this is this is a kind of a tough game to pick, uh, you know, huge game for the Titans and still, you know, as I said with the Niners, this is a big game for the Saints if they want to, you know, continue to, to stay with that one seed or at least a two seed. Um, you know, I got to go with the Saints. Uh, I wanted to mention I was going to mention the Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater thing, and I think we're seeing why this is nothing against Teddy Bridgewater, but why. You know, Drew Brees is who he is, and despite the fact that his arm, you know, might not be what it is, what it used to be, um, he's still incredibly accurate. 
uh, and just his mind, you know, the way that he processes the game, the way that how, how well he knows that offense, you know, him and Sean Payton are going on what, you know, 12 years being together. Uh, so, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Titans won, you know, they, they have a live offense. Their defense, I think is a bit frisky, but I got to go with the saints because they got the better coach. They've got a better offense. They've got a better defense. They're firing on all cylinders right now. I don't think, I mean, no one really can guard, can guard Mike Thomas, but the Titan, Tennessee Titans, I don't really know how they're going to match up against him. Um, I just think the saints have too much. They're, they're firing at too high of a clip right now to, uh, you know, to, to, and this is going to be a nice test for them. Cause uh, you know, I don't want to take anything away from the Titans. The Titans are really good, but this is just more Testament to the saints. And like Lee said, I think they're arguably the best team in the NFL right now, for sure. A top two team in the NFL right now. So uh, they're just playing at such a high level. I got to go with them. I also do want to just add real quick, real quickly. Um, that Colts game was embarrassing for the Colts, man. They've completely like they're one of the worst teams in the NFL now. I think I think they're a bottom ten team in the NFL. They've completely mm-hmm. fallen from grace. So I don't want to put too much stock into the Saints running all over them because I don't think the Colts are as good as we've seen them nearly as good as we saw them play earlier. In the well, year. yeah, no, for sure. I just wanted to say, but it just shows like when teams like the Ravens or the Saints or anyone is able to do that to another NFL team, it just shows kind of what level they're playing on, and I guess that's why. Um, you know, I just think yeah, they're we, just playing. We, such, yeah, absolutely. No, no, totally. They're just playing at such a high I'm level. Saying, right didn't now. the Titans beat the Colts by like 22 as well a couple weeks ago? Like the Colts have kind of just they, yeah, they're they, skidding. They, they're, they're skidding. They're just yeah, they're totally real. They blocked that field goal. They ran that field goal back, and I didn't right. cover because of that. Yeah, <laughs> Vinatieri, come on. Yeah, Vinatieri blew me. Um, Lee, do you want to take this next one by the reins here? Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm I'm uh. I'm ecstatic to hear the, the news that came, I think, two weeks too late, that Will mm-hmm. Greer will be the starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers this weekend, heading into Indianapolis to play the lifeless Colts team we were just talking about. Um, I'm switching my risky survivor to the Panthers because they're going to win this game, and Will Greer is going to throw for three touchdowns. That's my uh, – throw that in the prophecy. Will uh-huh. are, those two, are those two things connected, Lee? Do you win your risky survivor even if the Panthers win, but Will Greer does not throw <laughs> Dude, link them together. I'm not. I'm not winning the risky survivor unless Will. The Greer, old parlay. Let's say. Let's say accounts for three touchdowns because he might. He might run in for one. He might run in for one. I'm going to give him that option to to run. Three in total for one. TDs. I, I'm going to say that uh, I can't wait to watch this Panthers offense with Will Greer at quarterback. I know it's probably not going to be as open or exciting as it would be with you know a permanent coach or playing for playoff position or anything like that in a more meaningful game. But I'm still really excited to see Will Greer play in the NFL. I think Carolina has some great young weapons to surround him with, obviously, like DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, McCaffrey, uh, even Ian Thomas, and I think Greg Olson is back. So I want to see Will Greer do what he has done best in college and what I love him for, and that's his ability to just kind of be a gamer and put the ball where it needs to be um, and just be like a really good football player. Like I'm a huge Will Greer fan. Excited to see the jolt he brings to this Panthers team. I think seven is way too many points, especially considering all the stuff we were just saying about the Colts. Their playoff hopes are absolutely gone now. We've seen the Panthers play hard. Last week in Seattle, they played fairly well and, and hung around in that game and were able to push. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for this game. Excited to see Will Greer. And I like to, I actually, obviously, I'm coming to this from a biased perspective, but even trying to be objective, I really do like the Panthers uh, to win this game. I, I think I think they're that Will Greer is going to bring enough of a jolt to them where they can get a win against a lifeless indie team. So that's my spiel. 
I think I, I'm going to keep it short and sort of just give a quick little uh, retrospective on Kyle Allen, man. RIP 2019 through 2019. Um, turnover goat. I think he threw 15 picks in the last eight games or something. That's awesome. Um, he kind of reminds me of like a slow Jeff Driscoll. I think he's going to have a nice career as a backup. Um, Carolina's just sort of been a dumpster fire as a franchise other than um, my boy, the White Panther, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yeah. Um, they uh, they really just waited too long for everything. They waited too long for Cam to have surgery. Now he's going to be, you know, his status is sort of going to be up in the air around that free agency period. And they waited way too long to put Greer in. I couldn't agree more, Lee. Now this guy, I'm rooting for him so hard. Um I, I didn't watch a ton of him, I, especially at Florida. I saw a, a little bit of him in West Virginia, so I'm not as familiar with him as you are. Um, but um, I'm going to be rooting for him hard, and I kind of just don't like how he only has two games to kind of like prove himself for next year. But um, I'm going to just only pick I'm going to take for this game is I'm, I'm just going to take uh, Panthers plus seven. Like, just give me those seven points. I don't need to pick a winner on this, so I'm going to go with that. Club? Did you already, uh, you already go, Tommy? I mean, I know we, have this, we have this nice little rotation. I'll, I'll be real quick. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with both of you guys. Um, I don't really have a, a, a huge read on this game. I kind of like the momentum that the Panthers have now with, uh, you know, they, they got the interim coach, which, you know, can kind of be a little bit motivating. But Will Greer is coming in. We've seen, I mean, basically every single rookie quarterback that's played this year with, I guess, I mean, I'm not, I haven't I didn't think about this that hard, but with the exception of Ryan Finley, um, you know, their first start has just been, I guess not, none of the, you know, Daniel Jones or Dwayne, or I guess Daniel Jones was, but for the majority of these undrafted guys or late round guys, or Will Greer was a third round pick. They've, they've come in and shown some juice in their first start where there's not a lot of film on them. And this Colts defense, Colts defense is really bad. This Colts, uh, offense, they're all just trending in the wrong direction. The only thing that, you know, makes me hesitant to, uh, I definitely love Carolina plus seven and, and I like them on the money line too, plus two sixty. But I, anytime you're going up against a guy like Frank Reich, who I think is, is a good coach, um, especially going up against the Panthers defense that I think is pretty bad. And the camp Panthers offense that is kind of dependent on Will Greer. Uh, you know, that, that is a little iffy, but, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Panthers, uh, just because they got McCaffrey, they've got offensive weapons. I think Will Greer, if he gets protection and can extend plays and improvise like he did at West Virginia can make a lot of big plays against this Colts defense. So I'm just going to go with the Panthers because they got a little bit more Mo on their side right now. My, I took my turn when I tossed it over to Lee, Tommy, that's it. Uh, <laughs> Clap. Let me take uh, this next one. Will Greer, yeah. the number two quarterback in the, in the draft class, spin the hog. Oh, uh. Behind Kyler? Behind Kyler. Okay. Take it, Dylan. I don't want to talk about this. Ah, uh, yeah. Right here we got game of the year. You, 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 have, you have one minute, 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. We got game of the year potential here. We have the one in uh, 13 Cincinnati Bengals traveling uh, to Hard Rock Stadium where my Miami Dolphins, 3-11, and will be hosting them. Risky survivor, Dolphins win. Lions are moving up in the draft order. Needless to say, this isn't a hot take. I ain't buying what the Bengals are selling. Uh, that team is absolutely atrocious. Unfortunately, uh, Joe Burrow is going to have to spend his entire career in those hideous uniforms. Um, he's not going to have anyone to throw to. A.J. Green just doesn't like playing football. Um, he decided to take the season off. I'm not sure if he's still alive. I don't know if anyone has heard from him. He's kind of just been chilling in his house on his couch um, since July. 
Um, and I think the Bengals should really be fined, you know, upwards of maybe $10 million for how they handled his injury. Because they said he was going to be back in week two. But other than that, I love the Dolphins. I love Brian Flores. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love Xavier Howard. I even love Albert. Three seconds. And they're going to take Justin Herbert in the draft. I got Dolphins. <laughs> I guess I'll be real quick, too. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals, man. Uh, Andy Dalton, Mixon's starting to come on. Uh, Dolan, there, it makes no sense for the Bengals to play A.J. Green. I, I completely agree with what they're doing. And bring, oh, I know. Bring them bring back next year with, with Joe Burrow. Uh, this is just going to be big for uh, – you know, draft order. I think the Bengals have a better team than the Dolphins maybe right now. I mean, they're both just bad teams, man. But uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals because I, I, I kind of see Andy Dalton in that offense getting right against a bad Miami Dolphins defense. And the Dolphins need to continue to lose. And, and the Bengals maybe need to get a win. This is huge. This is a, a wins pool uh, battle, Dolan. I need it. I need the Dolphins to get, get, <laughs> get some four wins here. That would, like, lock it up. I don't know. Hey, well, Dolan, this is, this is why you're in a dynasty league, man. You'll get, you'll get A.J. Green next year. Dude, I uh, why I, I I had a thing for drafting thirty year old wide receivers in a dynasty league. Whoops. I'm on the Bengals. Well, I'll I'll take the Dolphins at home. Had a boy clap. Good there man. Go. Uh, Ravens at Browns. The Browns somehow beat the Ravens in Baltimore early on in the season before the Ravens kind of went on their tear here, uh, but things have since unraveled in in Cleveland and. Even kind of for, for Cleveland, it's gotten bad. Uh, <laughs> multiple, multiple reports now, just not Odell, but of players yelling at the Cardinals to come get them. Uh, I don't. I have no idea. And, and then uh, on top of it all, Ian Rappaport comes out this week saying that uh, they're expected to stick with Freddie Kitchens heading into 2020. So who really knows what's going on with this franchise? One of the league's biggest disappointments, not that uh, two members of the back judge didn't see it coming maybe. But uh, g- give me the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on the Ravens here. I know I bring up fantasy probably a little too much on this podcast, but uh, I'm in the fantasy championship, boys. I've, I've made it this far. Um, winner take all. It's winner take all, man. There's a lot of pressure on me, and I happen to be playing against Lamar Jackson. Uh, uh, so it sucks. There's not it much so bad. There's not much I can uh, I can really say about this game other than I hope Lamar Jackson doesn't go off. Um, he's going to get his. The Ravens are going to win. I just hope that it's not it doesn't get ugly. Or if it does get ugly, that Harbaugh has the wherewithal to pull Lamar in like the third quarter or something like that. Um, so that's my that's that's my little fantasy <laughs> take. But. I mean, I think this game is, is just as unimportant as the Bengals-Dolphins game. The Ravens are going to win. The Browns are a mess. If you're, if you're a Cardinals coach, you want to go get Landry? Are you kidding me? I Like, no shot. I want anyone from that Browns team on my team with the exception of, like, the real grinders like Nick Chubb. So um, forget the GQ guys. Uh, I think the Ravens take it to them and put up, like, 40 on, on the Browns. I, I don't know if just, like, being a Lions fan for so long has made me a diabolical son of a gun, but you guys know I've really enjoyed this Brown season. Um, it's week 16. Baker is still last in passer rating. I was told that that wasn't going to last the whole year. It did. Um, basically, I, I agree with what you said about Nick Chubb, Lee. I, I also I'll give a shout-out to Mac Wilson, too. I think everyone on that team is a diva besides those two guys. Everyone on the Browns just cares about their stats, which is funny because they have terrible stats. Like, I listened to a mic'd up 
um, of like the Browns. And they're all just like Jarvis was like, oh, like Odell's got to get a touchdown. Like Nick Chubb's got to get a touchdown. Like, nah, you boys got to get some wins. Um, but uh, uh, it's just Ravens by a million. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens as well. Uh, you know, the Browns, the Browns got a win in Baltimore last uh, or earlier this year or at home. I don't know where it was, but still don't really know how that happened. But this Ravens team is just firing a two hard of a clip and, and the, uh, the Browns are just trending in the opposite direction. Um, this is a stay away game for me gambling. You know, I just, the Ravens are going to win. And it, in terms of them, I saw Harbaugh on SVP uh, after they, you know, the game this week. And he was saying that they, because they won the division title, they still, I think, their mentality is to they want to beat the uh, beat the wheels off of the Browns and then the Steelers next week too. I think they, they they really value these division games. The AFC North has always been, you know, a real tough division. That there's a it's a prideful division. So I think the Ravens. This is not the next two weeks for them are not going to be a, a letdown spot and, and against any of these teams. Just hopefully uh, they they manage to stay healthy and can you know continue this high level of play into the playoffs. The Lee briefly to bring fantasy back up again. Any any word from Abby or Gondo this week on their big <laughs> matchup? I mean, I'm trying to instill a little bit of confidence in in Kamala because <laughs> it would be pretty bad to, uh, to, to to be the only girl in the league and then lose and have to pay fifty dollars. That would be a pretty fa- a fraud a fraud seat moment. But yeah, the extra fifty. Wow. But I'm gonna. Come out and say it right now. Yeah, I'm a little bit biased. Dude, Gondo's the fraud Steve of the league. He traded <laughs> he traded me Aguilar for a second-round pick. He traded Zach Ertz – or traded uh, Zach Ertz and a first-round pick for Darren Waller. He's been the fraud Steve all year. God. So I'm obviously pulling for, uh, for, for, for Kamala to take it home. But, yeah, the matchup is big. And uh, I think Gondo's sweating, man. He, he, he might crack under pressure. <laughs> Uh, man, especially, I, I, especially with the gaps so drop a nice 120 on you, you know, you, you start to you start to doubt things a little bit. <laughs> your team is better than mine. I, 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 I you I'm have to roll, man. I got I got that 1.01 boy. And I I'm not paying. I, I'm not paying a honey. Scored a touch. Uh, I scored a touchdown uh, in Madden recently with Devin Singletary. I was thinking about you. <laughs> the great pick. Just, they finally started giving him the workload he deserves. Uh, these next four games, fellas, can we uh, fly through them? Uh, the Jags Falcons. This game should be in London. Hundred <laughs> percent agree with that take. Um, it's just well, we, we all know what happens to the Falcons when they travel to London, right? Yeah, Matt Prater makes a fifty-yard game winner, baby. <laughs> Play a game. Um, I, I mean, I don't care about this game at all, man. I have no read on it. It's so hard to pick these games. Uh, I mean, I'm going to take the Falcons because they. They should win at home, and they have a better team, and the Jaguars in a little bit of inflamux, so Falcons. Falcons are covering that minus 7.5. The overnight bus is back. Shout out to Adam Clapp. I love you. Um, I'm just going to say one thing about Minshew real quick because I, I've, I've liked him all year, but I don't think he really does anything. like. I mean, he's good in the fourth quarter. He's got that little bit of Minshew magic, but as a player, I don't think he really does anything too special besides, like, being a cool guy. Um, he sort of just like scrambles around for 30 minutes every game. Um, and every play like either ends with like an eight yard completion to GJ shark, like a little three yard run out of bounds or he fumbles the ball. So great guy. I don't know if he's the future there. I'm going to go with the Falcons. Minshew's just Fitzpatrick, but younger. Like, uh, uh, I love it. That's that, a great that, term. That's just what it is. 
Um, he doesn't have that grizzled nature to him yet. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Falcons. I don't know who to pick. I, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I, I, I could see the Jags winning, but taking the Falcons. Yeah, give, give, give me the Falcons here. And then this next one, the, the Lions can do no wrong in this one, baby. The Giants or the Redskins, both of them win in a Lions loss. And, and you know, we, we advance up in the draft order. Uh, Giants. This game, in my opinion, solely depends on whether or not Eli Manning is going to be starting for the Giants. If Eli Manning is playing quarterback for the Giants, they are winning this football game. They're going to get him over 500. It is the destiny that the NFL gods have bestowed upon the New York Giants to end up with Eli Manning having a winning record. If Daniel Jones starts, I'm taking the Redskins at home. Giants are winning this game, whether they have Eli or baby Eli. Um, Just going to say a quick thing about Haskins. I I liked him going into the year. He's looked so terrible uh, so far. He's just like a check down God. He's got like 150 passing yards every game. Um, Still has a lot of arm talent. Just stop playing scared. Next year is going to be, you know, pretty big for him. He's going to have to take a huge leap. So I'm going to go with the Giants. I'm going to be on Redskins Island like Adam Klepp, baby. Dangerous. Uh, the Redskins, I think, are kind of playing. Uh, they're they're kind of rounding into form, a little late season form. Their defense is, dare I say, frisky. And Haskins, uh, yeah, he is a little bit of a checkdown artist. His, his footwork is sloppy from time to time. Uh, it can be inaccurate, but I think he's he's he has played better. He was good against the Eagles, I thought. And this Giants, yeah, like the Eagles' defense, this Giants' defense is is not good. Their secondary is incredibly vulnerable. Uh, Terry McLaurin is just on the cusp of being an elite receiver. Let's just throw that out there. Uh, this this Redskins team, I think, has just kind of got a little bit more mo. Uh, I know uh, this isn't a lock of a week or anything, just purely a lean. I'm staying away from it on on all fronts, but I kind of like what the, the Redskins are trending a little bit more than the Giants. What's mo? Momentum. Oh, mojo, momentum. Oh, you can just say mojo. Swag. A little bit more mo. It's a to- it's something Tom Murray would say. Clap, we have our favorite team versus our prodigal son in the next game. Yeah, it's uh, the Lions heading over to Denver to take on Drew Locke. Uh, the Lions are going to get the crap kicked out of them. <laughs> my, my, after, after the Fords make another drastic decision, setting the team back years to come. Oh, my uh, God. The announcement Write an article. that Patricia and Bob Quinn will be staying. I will. I will just make my one point that I tried to make to Tommy before he hung up on me, and <laughs> that is that now the Lions have two guys who are desperate and have given them a top five pick, a high second round pick, and probably sixty million dollars worth of cap room to pour more money and resources into their into their vision that isn't isn't a winning vision, and uh, they're bound to make some mistakes. What happens if, you know? One of the well, who's the, who? I was talking to Connor about this last night. Who's the linebacker from Clemson? Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah yeah. Simmons. He goes to the combine and tears his ACL, and there he is in the second round. And the Lions have a chance to take him. No chance. Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia make that pick because uh-huh. they have to win now. What happens with Darius Slay when he holds oh my out? God, and the it's Lions such have a heinous. That's such a They're heinous hypothetical. It makes no sense. It's not. It's not. It's, it's not, not at all. It's not at all. It's not. You have two men. Who have who have an we'll ultimatum? We'll draft Okuda. Two men with an ultimatum, and they are going to ruin this team because they're going to take a short-term vision because they have to win now, even though they claim that their long-term vision is somehow being built. How about we assess so I, that when the draft actually happens, and not just create hypotheticals based off of what we think? I, well, it's, it's 
it's just the point. It's, it's a valid a- hypothetical because if you're if you're on the hot seat and you're this is your year to prove that you need to keep your job, you're going to be you're not going to be uh, you're not going to take long term projects or something like that. You're going to be trying to take you know win now guys. Or the team or the team improves too. Or the team improves as well. And and it's not just like when has the NFL ever just been oh they're going to be the exact same next year. They're going to just do the that's exact not, same. That's not what he's saying. That's not what no, he's saying. No, but you guys are expecting them to do Falcons. the exact same thing. And I just don't it's like you can create any hypothetical you want. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. You got a two year sample size. Hey, I'll say what I have to say about this is you know what? I I'm fine with giving Patricia another year. Screw it. I'm fine with it. I, I want Bob Quinn gone. That dude is just Bill Belichick's coffee intern from New England. He really doesn't know anything. He's really put like he drafts like crap. Um, I don't even need to bring up his picks. Uh, one of them is named Tease Tabor. Uh, for this game, Lions at Broncos. This is really just you know a game that's going to come in handy in the future for the Lions because they're getting an early look at the future of the NFL and Drew Locke. Get a little bit of scout tape in on him uh, in his rookie season. Um, for the Lions, I just got like two or three things I want to say about them. It's been the hardest season to be a fan, I think, since 0-16 for me. The paper bags are out. Um, I think David Blau and Wes Hills are literally two guys that we found on the street um, and put them in pads and were like, hey, you play for the Detroit Lions now. Um, our defense our defense really plays kind of like, uh, like Hazel Park High School or something. Like I think that... I think that Drew Locke is going to have about 900 yards maybe and seven touchdowns in that thin mile-high air. Um, and I also think you could make a solid NFL team out of the people that we have on IR. Um, and with all that being said, I'm going to take Lions money line because I've never not taken Lions money line when I come on here, and I want them to lose because they always do when I take them. So let's go Lions. Yeah, not much to say. Uh, I think the Broncos are going to win. Uh, got better offense. The Lions are just dead without Stafford, and their defense is awful. So, got to take the Broncos at home at mile high. Philip Lindsay, take that over on that rushing prop. He's going he's to have a day. Yeah, the Lions are going to lose. I hope they lose. I really hope they lose too, man. Oh, it's the injuries. Tough. The injuries. It's been a tough year for the injuries. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. no other. No other team in the NFL has injuries but the Lions. It's gonna be a long. Quandre Diggs got injured too. Quandre Diggs also was injured. It's gonna be a long. Oh, no, they just traded him away for a fifth round pick. Raiders at Chargers. That's gonna be a great. This is game. Uh, this is the worst <laughs> owner pull. Yeah, I, I hate the Dean Char- Spanos versus uh, Mark Davis. I hate Dean Spanos. He took the Chargers away from San Diego and my wonderful grandfather. Um, so I'm going to take the Chargers to win and screw up their draft pick. I'm with you. I'm on, the, I'm on the Chargers. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Chargers. Wow, I'm on Raiders Island, man. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on the Raiders, man. I, I just the Chargers disappointed me so much. Uh, last week against Minnesota. Um, not that I didn't expect that. I, didn't, I picked Minnesota, but I thought it was going to be a relatively close game and the Chargers were kind of live the past couple of weeks. But um, I think the Raiders, I don't know, they're better coached. Uh, they, they won the last matchup. I mean, again, this is more of a lean than, than a real, you know, a solid feel. But I think John Gruden is going to have the, the guys playing hard. They they want to continue to win. I think they have a sour taste in their mouth from, from last week. So uh, give me the Raiders. There's going to be a lot of Raiders fans in L.A. Give me the, give me the Raiders. 
Do you think the Raiders starting quarterback or, or not starting quarterback? What do you think Derek Carr is on the roster next year? Oh yeah. He's on the roster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I can't really tell if Gruden likes him or not. So I, I, I mean, didn't they like buy houses next to each other in Vegas or some awkward thing like that? Like, it's just going to be a tough scene when I uh, Gruden has to like, you know, trade him for a conditional fifth rounder next year. I mean, I guess it depends if, I mean, I'm on the mindset of, I don't, I don't think Tua is going to fall out of the top 10. I mean, if that happens, then maybe, but even if he, even if he does get drafted by the Raiders, you're going to still probably keep Carr around for at least a year. So I think he's on the roster. Mm -hmm. Cardinals traveling to Seattle. Uh, Anyone going with the upset Arizona here? I'm thinking, I'm I'm taking Seattle. I'm taking Seattle. I'm taking the points with Arizona. Same, uh, yeah. Nine, nine and a half is way too much. The Seahawks couldn't cover against Carolina last week. I mean, the Seahawks are. I don't. I, I think what we've. I've been using the word fraudulent a lot. I just don't think. I just think they're they're a little bit below the Niners and the Saints in the fact that their defense really isn't that good, and they're completely dependent on Russell Wilson. And I just think that is not a recipe for long. Uh, term success, especially when they start to play better teams. And the Cardinals tend to always be live in these games with their ability to uh, score points on offense. So I'm taking the Seahawks with the Cardinals uh, with the points for sure. I agree with Tommy on that. I'm going to take the Cardinals plus nine and a half. And I also like Seattle to win. And I'm kind of looking at over 50 in this game. Um, I'm like kind of on the Cardinals bandwagon. I sort of like what they're cooking up there. Like, I, I mean, obviously, you know, this year wasn't the best, but they've taken some strides. Um, Kyler Murray is spectacular. You know, he never ceases to amaze me. He was, you know, a little bit better than advertised in terms of his rookie season. He's been pretty efficient and just doesn't make those boneheaded rookie plays. Um, and I, I just kind of like what they're building down there. They got a lot of young, like super fast wide receivers like Kirk and uh, Demir Bird had a nice touchdown last week. And even Kenyon Drake was playing well. I mean, when that guy's doing, I know it was against Cleveland, but um, uh, the Seahawks just always win a lot of close games. So I'll, I'll just take the nine and a half. Yeah, I'm totally on the nine and a half. This is eerily reminiscent of the week 17 game from two years ago where I was alive and survivor. survivor. And I picked Seattle, and they lost. Um, I think it was like 16 and 19 or something like that. These games, these these late games between the Seahawks and the Cardinals are always weird and uh, low scoring. Usually, I hope for fantasy's sake that the Seahawks can produce offensively. Um, and I love the Cardinals plus 10. I think that uh, I think this game is going to be closer than advertised. And uh, I, I I genuinely look forward to watching this game. I did say that the Cardinals would mm-hmm. win against two two separate teams in the division. They haven't won a divisional game yet, and they finished with the Seahawks and the Rams. Probably not going to get that prophecy, but interested interested to see how this Cardinals team finishes out the year uh, against superior opponent, opponents and uh, what kind of taste they leave in their fans' mouths after the uh, 2019 season. Lee, do you want to you, you run this next one here? Uh, or, I'm yeah. sorry, t- uh, Tommy. Tommy, I'll give it to Tommy. Oh, we can let least start him off because I want I want to hear him make a case for Philly. Uh, well, I mean, the only case I'll make is that I when when all you knee jerkers four weeks ago were saying that it was draft season for the Eagles, you didn't bother to look at their schedule and realize that. that who said that? Dolan and Klepp both said draft season in Philly. Uh, oh my god i'll have to i'll scroll through the text and find it i might have said draft season in dallas i know maybe not dolan but i know for damn sure club said draft season in philly and i'm not letting him get away with with, 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 (laughs) i'll find the receipts i'll find the receipts don't worry but but nonetheless (laughs) 
Um, you know, divisional matchup. These te- these teams have kind of been similar. I'd say the Cowboys have definitely had a better year thus far. Both have been underwhelming, frustrating to watch, have played below the level of talent they have on their roster. Um, and I think this is gonna this is this is the game that's gonna decide who's gonna get in the playoffs. This is essentially a playoff game. Um, we've been Tommy and I have been talking about this game for a few weeks now, going back and forth. I obviously know uh, he's on the Cowboys. My brain is telling me that the Cowboys are a better team. Um, the fact that they are playing in Philly, the fact that Philly has a better coach, and the fact that the Cowboys have disappointed everyone in every moment that they possibly could have given their fans hope. They've disappointed them. Um and it's going to be chilly in Philly. I know Dak doesn't like that cold weather. I'm on the Eagles, baby. I mean, they're a ragtag group who has played down to the level of teams that are worse than them. And we really haven't necessarily seen them play up. But I really don't think they're going to have to play up too much. I think the Cowboys are probably going to be able to score points. But I think the Eagles will be able to score right back. And I think this is going to be a, the first playoff game of the uh, 2019 season here that uh, it's going to go back and forth, going to be close in the fourth quarter, and we're going to see Wentz deliver a dart uh, yep. to, to, to stab that dagger right through Jason Garrett and Dak Prescott's hopes and aspirations of saving the season. Um, and, and I can't wait to see it, and, and the Eagles are going to knock this season series up 1-1. Who wants it? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go before you, Tommy, just because, I mean, you're going to – this game is more important to you than me. Um, and uh, just for me, here we have uh, two of the, you know, least likable franchises in the entire world of sports going up against each other for the heavyweight 8-8 eight eight championship belt. Can't wait to see it. Love the NFL playoff system. Um, Dallas looked really awesome last week. Uh, the the kind of, you know – don't want to throw legendary out there, but the legendary offensive line sort of firing on all cylinders with um, Zeke and Pollard both had, I think Pollard had more rushing yards than Zeke, but they both had over a hundred. And then uh, both these teams coming off wins. uh, Obviously the, the Philly win was a little tough against a weak Redskins team. Um, Carson Wentz threw for 260 yards last week. And that's the equivalent of any other quarterback thrown for about 400 to 450. So he really opened it up last week and like all jokes aside i've given wentz a lot of flack um he he's still my guy he doesn't have he he obviously doesn't have a lot of talent he's throwing to former houston cougars quarterback greg ward um and uh his best receiver is also a running back he threw that awesome pass to miles sanders last week where i was like oh boy that's 2017 wentz and he's sort of just been like you know hunkering down in the fourth quarter and kind of just getting the job done. He was so damn good. And I know it was against the Redskins, but he just looked so damn good in that second half last week. So Wentz has, you know, historically been sunned a lot by Dak and this Cowboys team. But I I just, I'm just going to take him. It's against my better judgment in terms of team talent, but I'm just going to take Wentz to finally get over that hump and beat the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of what both of you guys said. I don't think it's egregious. You know, uh, the Cowboys have been have been anything but consistent, and the, and the Eagles have somehow managed to be less consistent than them. Um, I guess to me, it really, I, Lee, you're right. The, the Eagles, I think, have a better coach. Um, I think, you know, Wentz and Dak, uh, I think, are a little bit of a uh, push. You know, I think mm-hmm. they both they both are athletic guys who can improvise and 
Um, you know, I think once I guess has more arm talent. Oh, that that pass he threw to Miles Sanders in the end zone that you Wentz guys talked about was back, was unbelievable. They flip I mean, flop. Yeah. They flip flop. I mean, they I know Wentz is more talented. Wentz is yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, they do flip flop. But the fact that it's not like oh, we the fact that we can't all agree that Wentz is better coming off, you know, you know what, what all of our expectations were for the Eagles this year. Um, it just goes to show the kind of year that they've had. Um, this team is incredibly limited on offense. Uh, if you if you take Zach Ertz out of the game, then you got Goddard, uh, Ortega Whiteside, Greg Ward. Uh, just not a lot of enticing options there. And then their defense is just really bad, man. Uh, they do not have a good defense. Uh, their secondary is not good. They're, they're all around. They just don't have a good defense, man. Um, for the Cowboys, it just is going to come down to, like, are we going to – the game plan they had against the Rams, like, that's the type of stuff that I'd love to see from Kellen Moore when you get both of those running backs involved – don't put the whole onus of it on 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 Dak. Amari hasn't been healthy this whole year. Um, you know, the the Cowboys just have a better have more weapons on offense. I think their game plan can travel. They can run the ball in the cold. I don't think that's going to affect them really that much. Um, and I think they're a better team, man. I think they're a better team right now. Who's playing better football? So they're my survivor lock of the week, man. Ha! Oh wow, Cowboys, that's that's a bold decision. Hey, Tommy, I love it. Go down with your team, man. Like, if they're going down. down... I'm going down with them. This has been been the same thing since literally all of last year. I was down on them. Then they got Amari, and then it was, oh, I guess guess they're good. And then they, you know, proceed to – they should have lost to Seattle in the playoffs, and then they get sunned by uh, the Rams (laughs) in the divisional round. So um, I'm going to go down with the ship. Uh, you know, Philly has a coaching advantage. Uh, they can, I mean, if, if they have a good game, like, like we saw in that second half against the giants, I know it's the giants, but Philly can score, man. Like when they, when they, when they put it all together, they have a really good team. Miles Sanders is starting to really heat up. So, um, the survivor lock of the week is, is more for, you know, for, for, for show really. But, uh, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm just taking the Cowboys on the spread and the money line. So, Tommy, um, I'm not mistaken, but if the Cowboys win this game, they win the NFC East, right? Do, yes. All right. Give me the Cowboys. It's a playoff game. Okay, Clef. Double up on my receipt, apparently, that's out there. I mean, I'll find the receipt. You know I'll, sc- I'll, I'll, my, I'll scroll until my thumb gets tired. <laughs> the Chiefs are traveling to Chicago. Mercifully, the, the first Bears game I don't have to watch this year. Uh, give me the Chiefs. <laughs> I got something I got to get off my chest, boys. I am officially a Mitch Trubisky fan. Um, oh, God. I love, I love Maserati Mitch. Um, it was really fun hating on him for the past two and a half years um, when he was the second overall pick when the Bears were 12-4 and four last year and everyone thought he was good. It was super fun hating on him. Now everyone just trashes on the kid. And me being me, I always got to be on the cutting edge. So let's go Maserati Mitch. I'm on the Trubisky train. Um, he has uh, absolutely impeccable footwork, I think, um, and, you know, just precision accuracy. And he's kind of got a little – he's kind of got a little bit of that, you know, Dang. Lamar Jackson in him as a dual-threat quarterback. Um, and I, I really hope that he starts for the Bears, honestly, for like the next 30 years. I think, you know, they'd really be set with that guy as the future of the franchise. So let's go Trubisky. The Chiefs were my preseason pick to hoist Lombardi at the end of the season, and they still are. The defense has been looking great. Shout out to Tyron Matthew. But let's get a little weird. I'm taking the Bears, baby. And I want them to get a nice little troll win after they get eliminated from the playoffs. So I'm going to take the Bears. Give me the Chiefs, man. They're going to hammer them. 
Yeah, give me the Chiefs, too. I'm tempted to take them minus six, too. Uh, I think the Chiefs' defense has them playing Check a little chat. better. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Check the chat. Adam said it, and Dolan liked it. I'm not, I'm not, uh, out, here, I'm not <laughs> out here making anything up. That's why I'm on Dallas, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but just to wrap this up real quick, the Chiefs, uh, you know, Matt Nagy revenge game. Uh, I just think the Chiefs got too much. Uh, the Chicago's defense, you know, is just whatever. The, the, this offense can travel. We saw what they did in the elements in Arrowhead last week. Um, Chiefs. Let's take it to the best Monday night game of all time, baby. The first good Monday night game of all year. <laughs> Yo, Aaron Rodgers says, uh, <sighs> <laughs> Bless you. God bless you, Clap. <laughs> what, Aaron Rodgers sneezes? I, I was going to say, I thought that was like a, you were planning that one out. You were about to hammer <laughs> I thought you were about to give out the best diss on Aaron Rodgers in the history. Yeah, he was like loaded up, putting his head up. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers says his team gets no respect. Uh, well, that's because you uh, dropped, a, dropped a load in, in California two times this season. Uh, I'm going to pick the Vikings at home. I'm with you. Yeah, the, uh, oh, I'm all uh, over yeah, the Vikings. Go. Sorry, Dolan. I'm, I'm stepping in. No, I, you go before me. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I've been I've been on the Vikings uh, hard all year this year, and I think that they're going to ultimately ride the momentum from this game into the playoffs. Um, we saw them absolutely take care of business in L.A. I know the Chargers aren't anyone to write home about, but a lot of Sharps were coming in on the Chargers. That line ended up being a one-point game uh, before kickoff, which I was all over, uh, I mean, you know, in my fake bets. But, uh, but, but yeah, the Vikings are at home. Like I said, I expect them uh, to roll into the, uh, into the playoffs with some momentum. And I still think they have a chance to win the uh, NFC North if they win out and the Packers. The Packers maybe, yeah, the Packers have to lose to the, to the Lions next they week. They do? Okay. Based well, on, they based, don't... Yeah, based on, based on division win percentage. Okay. But well, the they... Packers won in Lambeau earlier this year against the Vikings, correct? Yeah, they yep. do. Well, then they, they don't have too much of a chance considering that the Lions probably aren't going to beat the Packers. But still, I think the Vikings roll, roll on the momentum. And I, I know the word, like Tommy said, the word fraudulent is used a bit too much on this podcast. But I will say, if anyone in the playoff picture is fraudulent, it is the Green Bay Packers. I do not believe yep. that this is a Super Bowl-caliber team. Um, I would even go as far as to say, considering the NFC East team, that this might be the worst team in the NFC playoff picture. So... That kind of tells you where I'm at with that. Uh, I like the Vikings to take care of business and make kind of a statement win Monday night. Lee, I think the the Lions are going to beat the Packers in Week 17, and it's probably going to be like 42 to nothing because Patricia's yeah, going to they'll, they'll screw up. They'll screw up Chase Young. No, yeah, they will. But they're going to go from pick two to pick ten, and Patricia's going to open up the playbook, and Stafford's going to play for whatever reason. Carry on, will be back. Um, but yeah, I, it's funny that you say what we say because, like, I literally have in my head. I was gonna. I was like, I can't wait to say this take. I, I literally had fraudulent, like, was yeah. the exact word I was going to use on the Packers. I was going to say this is the most like fraudulent eleven and three team I've you know ever seen. And kind of with with that just being said, I, I, I'm just going to take the Vikings. Um, the Packers' defense is all right. They, they held that, you know, dynamic Bearzo to 13 points. You know, it's tough to shut them down. Um, and uh, I, I just think that the Vikings' offense is better than the Packers' D, especially if uh, all their guys are healthy. Dalvin Cook needs to kind of be full strength. I want Dalvin Cook to be full strength because I'm like a huge Aaron Jones hater, and I kind of want him to just – I think Aaron Jones is a glorified West Hills 
who just gets uh he gets you know one yard touchdowns every game he'll have like 10 rushes for 29 yards and two tutties um and he just you know gets touchdowns to convince people he's a good running back who play fantasy um so i, I hope dalvin uh, has a big game and i'm gonna dalvin, take dalvin's the, not playing i don't think. uh is that is that out is he out for he's sure he's not ruled out oh really i, I thought yeah, that he was not gonna out. play Week sixteen and seventeen. He well, he might. shouldn't. He shouldn't play. I don't think there's no there's no reason he should be playing. There's to be still seed, There's still seating up for grabs. I mean, I, I like Lee said, it's a little tough, but I mean, Alexander Madison is still good even if he doesn't Boone play. Too. They got Boone and Madison. Yeah. Those guys. I mean, here, I guess I'll uh, interrupt you and take over, Dolan. I mean, I'm going to take the Vikings too, but and for all the reasons that you guys just brought up, uh, they got a better coach. Matt Le- uh, Zimmer's a better coach than Matt Lafleur. Uh, they're they're playing much better than the Packers are right now, but. That being said, with as fraudulent as the Packers are, they did beat Minnesota earlier in an in incredibly weird game where they did put it on in the first half and then completely fell asleep in the second half. If the Packers win this game um, and then win next week in Detroit, they're going to either be they're going to be at least the two seed, and they might have a chance to be the one seed. I think if my, if my math is correct. Your so, math isn't correct. <laughs> They're they're in the two right now. Well, because it depends. It's it. it, They don't control that because it depends on the Seahawks, 49ers, and Saints. Yeah, I guess if yeah, you're right. Because the 49ers have the advantage over them. And this any the Seahawks, Saints, and 49ers all still could win 13 games. Yeah, yeah, no, I guess that's so, true. That's true. But but I guess in they have a chance. They definitely have a chance. They have a chance. Yeah. They have a chance to be. Uh, I mean, uh, the two seed and at a very less chance to be the one seed. So, um, they have stuff to play for. They still have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, if they won, I don't really have a lean on the spread either way. Um, I just kind of would take Minnesota on the money line, but the value really isn't there. Um, so. I'm just really excited to watch this game, and I, and I want the Packers to show us something, you know, um, if they can. So I'm really pumped for this game. These teams might play each other again in the playoffs. It might be the 3-6 yeah. matchup. So and that's Lambe. interesting. Yeah. Well, boys, uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you all for – if only the Lions could ever get a playoff game at Lambeau, Lee. It's going to happen. Uh, we get hosed. We get playing that dive, boy, we, in the parking we, lot. We've been waiting for that moment. It's just going to be brewing, man. We're going to be so ready for that. I mean, the fact that we've waited so long is just going to make the inevitable glory even better. So. And, I mean, we, we were trying to go to that Monday night game. We've been, you know, we've Probably been a good decision for a to back time. off on that. Oh, man. Slip would have caused man. a scene. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Modelo bottles at the refs. It would have been a long Greyhound ride home. <laughs> 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 oh god all right well all right uh, boys good good beautiful talk to you happy holidays oh yeah later hey pc